What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. I'm the author of Dr. Afra, the audiobook, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Hello there. A Utini production. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Episode 73, Toasting the Force with Laura from the Force Toast Podcast. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. On this episode, going retro with Utini Game Night. Well, of course I know it. He's me. There's new Utini merch available. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. And the Utini crew hangs out with Laura from the Force Toast podcast. It's an energy field created by all living things. And now, here are your hosts. It surrounds us, penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. All right. Welcome, everyone, to The Living Force. I'm your host, Eric Eilerson. And I am joined tonight by a couple of lovely people. First off, we have the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. What's up? What's up? What's up? Stoked to be here tonight. Oh, doing lovely because your face is here with me. Oh, we also have (laughs) Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, man. Hello there. What's going on, y'all? Happy to be here. Excellent. We also have the man behind the keys, the man making all these beautiful visual transitions happen, Wes Jenkins. What's up? I'm a band guy wearing my own shirt. God, I never get tired of it. Uh, But I do get tired of just hanging out with you guys, so we changed it up tonight. We are joined by Laura from Force Toast to Star Wars Happy Hour. Laura, what's up? Hey, friends. I'm still vibing from the music. I enjoy your tunes. Oh, thank you so much. We, uh, We last hung out with... You and Alice, your co-host, who unfortunately wasn't able to be here tonight, uh, last year on like episode 16 of the show, uh, we're so happy to have you back, chat about all kinds of things that have happened in the last year for you guys, talk about some general Star Wars stuff, um, and for all of you in the chat and all you listening later on, hi, I haven't said hi to you yet, Let's, it's not about the host right now, it's about you, it's good to see you. Uh, if you are new, you have found Utini, you found The Living Forest, one of the most positive Star Wars communities you can ever find. You gotta check out Utini.com where you can find reviews, reading guides, and everything you need to dive into and explore the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Oh hey, Molly Damon just followed us. Thank you for the Twitch follow. So happy to see you. Um, we have a vibrant online community, everyone. You can join us. You can head over to Utini.com slash Discord. And we got a Patreon jam pack with hours of extra content at Patreon. Ooh, we had another follower. Oh, there's so many numbers. That was S. Walker Vision eight six seven five three zero nine. No, they were like all that. Star Wars numbers though. They, they had eleven thirty eight. They had nineteen seventy seven. Yep. There was there was a rhythm to it. This is why we have Laura on the freaking show, guys. <laughs> it's all. I'm here to just dollars. catch the details. <laughs> Love it. Well, we are so happy to have you. We're happy to have all you here again. Monday seven p.m. Eastern. We are hanging out. 
Um, so, Laura, before we get into boring updates and crap like that, how has your year been? We haven't talked to you in quite a while. Your year has exploded. The show has gotten huge. You have been traveling for Star Wars trivia. Like, catch us up. How's, how's 2020 been other than, you know, the, the pandemic and all the, all the bad things? Oh, yeah. No, despite all the bad things, the past year has been amazing. Um, If we haven't been on in a year, we must have really blown it the first time we were on your show. So uh, my bad. (laughs) Uh, The retroactive Uh. apology. Um, No, it's the year's been great. Um, In the last year, I've been uh, back and forth from L.A. a few times um, with the the movie Trivia Schmodown and competing in the Star Wars division. And it has been a whirlwind. Um, and in the last year, it's been really fun. And yeah, Force Toast is doing really well. It's been really fun. We're on, I want to say episode 42 will come out next week. Uh, don't quote me on that though. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, the Schmodown tournament, uh, happened all, you know, virtually thanks to the pandemic, but it ended up working out really well for me, saved me a lot of money on flights, uh, to get back and forth from LA. So I, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, overall, really happy with how it went and how everything's been going. So I can't complain. Yeah, it's 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 been so awesome this whole year seeing you you pop up in those things like the virtual schmodown and seeing Forstos and everyone's names. I mean, it is one of the the few things on on a Twitter in a world full of things that can divide people. Whenever you see Forstos being brought up, it's people having a blast. Um, you know, sitting at home uh, in in a bathtub with a shower over your head, going through depression. But Forstos goes on, and then you're happy for a little bit. So. Um, if anyone is watching our show tonight or listening and you're not on that Forced Host bandwagon, stop that. <laughs> Fix it. It's time. Very exciting. Time is now. <laughs> yes. Um, and one other thing I want to ask you about before we go, go on to some business stuff. You had a new show premiere very recently, did you not? I did, definitely. Yeah, so on YouTube now, um, if you want to go find The Jedi Way, that is the new show that I'm doing with John Roca on his YouTube channel. Um, we just released our first episode last week. And for the time being, those are going to be pre-recorded, but eventually we're going to move into a live format, which will be really exciting. Uh, but we're kind of, you know, getting warmed up to it and seeing how it goes. And it's it, the first episode was so fun. Uh, John and I are coming at Star Wars from very different points of view, so mm-hmm. uh, in, in different entry points. So it's been interesting conversation so far, I and mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, that first episode was seriously awesome. It helped me get through a the last half hour of a, of a really weird work day, but it's really cool if you all haven't checked it out yet. Like Laura said, the Jedi way on YouTube, it gets into like some cool deeper topics about Star Wars. It's not, you know, it's not so much the news and active stuff. It's going through, like you said, you guys are coming at Star Wars from different areas. So how do you see certain concepts in Star Wars from different areas and stuff like that? Freaking awesome. Cannot wait for more. In our Utini world, a couple things we want to go over. Uh, we premiered some new stuff last week. Corey, you premiered the first Utini game night last Wednesday. How did it go? Did you have fun? Uh, I did. I had a blast, man. I, I got to play some uh, some KOTOR. We just launched this show. If you guys have not heard about it on our Twitch channel, we're trying to boost lots of live stuff that we do. And uh, once a week, somebody random on the team, we have a huge team at Utini, somebody new on the team every single week is going to be trying to play something fun, uh, some kind of Star Wars game. And uh, I whipped out some old school KOTOR. It was a ton of fun. Um, everything didn't catastrophically fail like I expected it to. Um, unfortunately, I did get a bit of a migraine about halfway through and had to ditch out a little bit earlier than I wanted to and go sleep that off. That wasn't very fun. Um, but I had fun. Uh, I had so much fun. Actually, yesterday on, on my day off, I was post-call yesterday, I whipped out KOTOR 2 and played that for a couple of hours. So that was uh, that was fun, too. Wow. I mean, you played video games on your day off. Revolutionary. I know. <laughs> wow. I know. And uh, Wes, uh, Wes is going to be uh, gamer number 
number two, right, Wes? That's right. Nice. I got a plethora of games on Steam that I was going to run through, but I might uh, I might pull out some Jedi Outcast. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. That'd be fun. God, mm. I remember when they made Star Wars games regularly. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a different <laughs> age. Uh, but yeah, so if you want, if you did catch that, thanks for hanging out. If not, Wednesday nights on Twitch. Uh, going to be playing some old school Star Wars games. A couple other announcements on Thursday. This Thursday, I believe, our Legends Look Back Patreon show is a Patreon show no more. Those fellows are bringing their show live to Twitch Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, because one of the hosts is in California. Uh, and that's going to be a live show. I'm excited. We went from one live show to three live shows in like two weeks. Yeah, we did. Odd. <laughs> two Odd weeks. That. It felt like two, it's, it's been a long time. It feels like it's only been two weeks. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Jared and Freddie uh, have been killing it with that show, and uh, everything looks good. And you know, we've got we've gotten a lot of talk on in our comments and stuff about people saying they couldn't catch our live stream because it's on East Coast time and it's kind of early for the West Coast folks. So maybe this kind of fixes that. We have two shows. One is uh, one is later in the evening, so that'll be great. Absolutely. So go ahead, check that out. If you so choose. And Jared, uh, one of those hosts, is in the Twitch chat right now. Hi, buddy. We love you. Um, no pressure, but it's live now, so it could go very wrong. Other than that, this week uh, on Wednesday, I want to announce uh, we were lucky enough to interview Sarah Kuhn, who wrote the Dr. Afra Star Wars audio drama a little while ago. And we finally have that interview edited, ready. It will be coming to your podcast streams on Wednesday. So if you're an audio listener, you've already had that in your feed. She's freaking awesome. She's so cool. Uh, our conversation, we had a lot of fun. We had uh, some talk about the courtship of Princess Leia and uh, some other Star Wars books. So definitely uh, eyes up for that. Uh, Corey, to round up our updates, can you tell us about a couple new merch things that we have dropping, please? Yes, we do have a bunch of cool new merch coming out pretty soon. We're shifting our, our, our sort of schedule a little bit with merch, and everything is going to be actually become available to patrons a little quicker than the general public. So, Wes, why don't you go ahead and throw those uh, new things up there. Jose has been busy, busy, <laughs> busy. Oh, my gosh. We have some really cool new designs coming out. Uh, the first one, the top left, is a genius <laughs> thing that Jose put together. is fantastic. Jesus. Far. Uh, fantastic. Dodging those copyrights left and right, guys. <laughs> uh, and then lastly... Lo- sorry, uh, sure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It literally looks like a Lonely Island North Face sketch. It like, does. <laughs> it totally looks like a branded... It looks fantastic. We could sell that thing for $75 if we put it on a fleece. I swear to God. That's right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Under that one, we have sort of a retro-looking Utini logo we've been working on for a little bit. And then on the right, we have the two new uh, book shirts coming out. You guys know that we do some kind of fancy design um, in relation to every book that comes out. And this one, the top right there is uh, for Dr. Afra, Subtle, but effective. And then I think below that is the new Thrawn t-shirt. So... Um, we have to be very, very careful with uh, Star Wars designs. Obviously, there's lots of trademarks and things that you have to. Um, we have to be very cognizant of, and uh, it's forced us to be a little more creative. And I'm super pleased with how both these turned out. Yeah. Um, and then last, sort of in honor of Legends Look Back, Wes, you can throw that second one up there. Uh, here's the new <laughs> Legends Look Back logo tee, which looks fantastic. Uh, we've totally, uh, completely accepted the '90s look there, and we're really pleased with this one as well. I can taste like playpen food looking at that picture like it reminds <laughs> me of, a ta- of like the taco bell lobby that's exactly what that looks like yeah there's a I little bit of like the lisa frank vibes to it i <laughs> yes. like it a lot. oh my god <laughs> crazy kids <laughs> yeah and guys and another i know we we try to shout out as much as we can to jose but man jose who 
literally just creates all these off the top of his dome. Uh, just does such incredible work for this team. Dude, you've outdone yourself again. Um, I My wallet is angry at you. But beyond that, I'm happy with you. So, uh, again, those are live for patrons now, did you say, Corey? Is that right? Yeah, I think they're all live for patrons now. Jose can and can uh, correct me on those types of things. But uh, yeah. I think they're all they're all definitely live for patrons right now. And uh, we just have to push the links out to them, and they'll go live for the rest of everybody else in a week or two here. So Beautiful. Speaking of patrons, a little bit of Patreon news. We got a new patron this week, Elizabeth Cloutier. 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 Cloud here. <laughs> the last one. Cluter. Uh, Elizabeth, welcome. Welcome. One of those was might have been correct. Uh, so happy to have you here, and I hope you stay after this week's show, despite my butchering your name. Uh, Charles, last week we started the Patron of the Week feature. Can you tell us who our Patron of the Week that we want to celebrate this week is, please? Yes. An old so friend his, of ours. Yeah, his name's not Rick. It's Patrick Ortiz. Sorry for the SpongeBob reference. Um, Patrick Ortiz, <laughs> he has been a friend of ours for a long time now. Um, he wrote us a little bit about himself, so we wanted to give him a shout out on this show. Uh, Patrick is coming to us from Colorado Springs, out in Colorado, if you didn't guess that. Uh, and he was introduced to Star Wars by his dad. His favorite series is Republic Commando because he loves clone troopers. In terms of upcoming content, he's really looking forward to the Bad Batch series and some more Mandalorian, uh, as, as are we. Got my Mando merch on. So does Laura. Um, let's see. His favorite film is Rogue One because it was the first Star Wars film that he saw on opening day in theaters, and he loved the characters and the story it told. Mm, Patrick has answer. seriously been with Utini since, like, day one. He used to film these awesome unboxing videos back when we did book boxes, and, and he would post those on, uh, on our Facebook page and all that stuff, and that was a ton of fun. So, Patrick, I'm glad we could give you a few seconds to shout you out, man. Thank you so much for your support. If y'all want to chat with Patrick, you can find him on Steam. He's at PJ Turtle um, on Twitter and Origin. He's at PJ Turtle twenty three, and on Xbox, he's at PJ Turtle one one two three. I love that last one because that tells me that there are one thousand one hundred and twenty two other PJ Turtles. <laughs> and, <laughs> God, how like, many? How many other versions of that new follower are there then with all those numbers? <laughs> oh my god. That's right. Just imagine That's him right. sitting there like three days later, one zero four six Damn it! All right. One zero four six. Oh but yeah, Patrick, thanks, dude. We we love you, man. We're so happy to have you in this community. And again, every week we're gonna be highlighting another patron. So if you're in that Patreon community, um Heads up, you should be getting uh, in emails or info from Timothy, our Patreon manager. God, I swear, we do less and less with this company every single week, so the emails uh, surprise <laughs> even me. So uh, Timothy will be in touch with our patrons, um, and we'll feature you next week. Book releases. Y'all, we got books coming up. Not as many as we used to because, oh my God, this has been the year of Star Wars books. It's been awesome here. But coming up, August 25th, which is next week. Yes. yes, next, next week. week. We have the Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark, August 25th. On September 1st, because that shirt, we got Thrawn, Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. We're going to chat about that a little bit later on September 1st. We have From a Certain Point of View, Empire Strikes Back, November 10th. That's right, folks. Two months between Star Wars book releases. What are you going to do except maybe read every Legends book you haven't read like me? And then next year, we've already announced March 2nd, Alphabet Squadron, book three, Victory's Price, which we'll also talk about here in a little bit. I got all those pre-orders up on Utini right now. Check them out. When we were first talking to, uh, to, to Laura about coming back on the show, 
we're trying to think about, all right, we, what is our what is our theme going to be? What are we going to talk about? And then I realized I just want to hang out with my friend Laura. And I want to talk about Star Wars. So we got a smorgasbord of things we want to chat about. But first, Laura, you mentioned earlier in the show about the Schmodown, which is a, you know what? For anyone that doesn't know, what is the Schmodown generally? You talked about a couple tournaments they're doing virtually. What is that? How would you get involved? How is it going? Let's, let's, let's do a little recap. Sure. So the Movie Trivia Schmodown is basically movie trivia meets professional wrestling. Um, it, the idea is that there are, there are characters, there are there are good guys and bad guys, and uh, <laughs> you know where all of the character work is sort of um, you know made up, and it's all for the fun of it. The trivia knowledge is very real, and so the there is an entire division of the Schmodown. D- dedicated to Star Wars, and if you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend checking it out. You can find the SEN Network on YouTube, and you can find all of those, all of the matches um, from Star Wars. There are other divisions, including the uh, Inner Geekdom, which includes Star Wars, but also includes things like Star Trek and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, etc., um, and then there are also there's also a singles division, which is more general movie trivia knowledge, as well as teams, um, where you know it, that's more general trivia knowledge as well. Um, just with two people playing on a team, and it's a lo- it's a ton of fun to watch. It's so much fun to play. Um, I can certainly attest to that. Um, <laughs> very nerve wracking if you're not used to being on a stage, real or virtual. Um, but I got involved when I reached out to Christian Harloff. This was leading up to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. So I heard that there was going to be a Star Wars trivia competition happening that day. And I reached out and asked if he uh, had any open spots for uh, me and my podcast co-host Alice to potentially get in on it. I had seen Star Wars play teams before, but those are way, way old matches now at this point. So they they don't really do that anymore. But... Uh, I was really hoping that we could both get in on it. He replied and said they only had one spot. And so she and I talked about it and decided to push me into it. And it just, it has all been a whirlwind since there, since there, since then. So I played, um, I've played five matches total. Um, my two most recent were in the tournament that we did this, this past spring slash summer here in 2020 in our, our new virtual environment, since nobody was able to sort of get together in LA and play those in the studio or play them live. Um, we took the entire thing to Twitch and YouTube and it worked out so well and it was so fun um, and drew a big crowd and all of those are available on YouTube now. Uh, they're not on Twitch anymore, I don't think, but you can definitely find them on YouTube. Yeah, it, it, it's been crazy. I feel like I, I've checked into a couple of the matches you've been playing and it gets freaking intense, like especially when there's like rule challenges. Like I start, I start <laughs> to sweat watching like... And, and like, have you have you guys been watching any of these like Schmodown clips? I think like we've thrown them around in Utini once in a while, of like seeing just how intense these guys get about like you like. Oh, I try to remember there was one specifically that made me just lose my mind because it was the pronunciation of the end of a word can like make you lose a question. It's wild. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that match. Um, and <laughs> you know, the, the Star Wars the Star Wars division is really a whole beast in itself because while the other divisions are much more sort of general movie trivia knowledge, um, Star Wars and Inner Geekdom really have started to dive into a lot of more intricate details, Star mm-hmm. Wars especially, just because you've got a, a an entire like league of players that are so good. Everyone is so good, and everyone really knows their stuff, but this is just a whole nother level. I mean, think any pub trivia you've been to, and then turn it up from like a 10 to like a 20. 
And it, it's yeah. just that much in, more intense and that much more intricate in the details that you have to know in order to be successful in the league. Um, so it's gotten really intense, but it's it's made it a lot more challenging and a lot more fun um, for me as somebody who really enjoys those details and really enjoys learning that stuff. There's always something new for me to learn and a deeper corner for me to dive into. So I've gotten a lot out of it. I've learned a lot. Um, and I've, I've definitely learned a lot about strategy in the game. You can't just come in and know how to answer questions there's a whole game component that you would need to know how to strategize as well so it's it's a much bigger picture than kind of just your your average star wars trivia for sure uh on that note we were actually lucky enough to have um alex damon a fellow schmo downer on the show a couple weeks back and i want to ask you a question we actually asked him to round out our, our schmo down talk we asked him uh what was one of the favorite trivia questions he's ever gotten like of all time and it was like a pub trivia question about how many english words were written in the original trilogy or something like that do you have a question that either you've gotten in Schmodown or like as you've been studying cuz I know your study process is super intense that like is your favorite little tidbit fact that you'd like if you were at a party and someone asked you, do you like Star Wars? It would like shut them up really quick or feel really good to know. Like, there's something that's just really fun. <laughs> uh, you know, off the top of my head, it's hard to, it's hard to think of one. Um, I, I enjoy the component of, and this is going to make me sound like such a jerk, but I enjoy challenging. Um, I enjoy any sort of opportunity <laughs> where, sure, you yeah. know, because, um, you know, it really, it brings a whole new just you know component to the game where somebody tries to tell you you're wrong but i'm like no i know that i'm right though um and so challenging really mixes it up and and it just kind of brings a new energy to it for me so um that that's always been kind of a fun component for me um it's really interesting talking to some of the other players in other leagues where they're just like when we're practicing and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't challenge that. And I'm like, yeah, no, maybe in your league you wouldn't. But in Star Wars, <laughs> you have to challenge those things um, when they come up. I will say that uh, one of the one of my favorite questions I think that came up was the the Tidarium uh, question, which is the name of the shuttle that's in Return of the Jedi that Han and Chewie take down to Endor. Um and I think one of the reasons I love that question is because it was one of those moments when I first met Alice, my my co-host on Forstos, and we were sitting at a bar. It was like one of our first like friend dates, like after we had met, and mm-hmm. we were both like talking about Star Wars trivia and kind of talking about, you know, different questions that we'd encountered at past pub trivias and at one point we both referenced that shuttle and then like together in unison said oh yeah the shuttle tidarium like it was just this really kind of that's a hallmark movie tell me it's not that is straight up (laughs) i know right like it was so cute and so that question came up in my first match um which was a five-way match at star wars celebration chicago and I answered it correctly, and I was really pleased with that because, you know, it had obviously come up in conversations before. Um, but it was actually a question. It wasn't the same question, but it was the same answer that had come mm-hmm. up in a uh, in a match this year in the tournament. And that was where um, it wasn't my match. It was one of, of some other players where it led to challenge because of pronunciation. And it was it was a whole thing. But that kind of stuff is what keeps it really exciting, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And it's it's so much fun to watch as a player. Um, and it, it, you're right. It's incredibly nerve-wracking. I mean, like, I will be sweating watching the matches, which is hysterical because then every once in a while they'll be like, oh, do you want to come on and, and talk to the winner in the post-match interview? And I'm just like... Hold on, just, maybe just I need to go like, change really quick. <laughs> well, and, and, it, and it's funny you bring up the challenges because that's one of the moments like I really remember when I was first listening to the matches because I would like you know put them on and like go out walking around go to Walgreens or something and just have them on and you had a match where they called you out 
It was a solo question, and you said refined hyperfuel, and they're like, nope, it's coaxium. And you challenged it immediately, and I was like, ooh, yes, because you were like so no bones about it. Because like, oh, it says coaxium. You're like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the, that's the exact <laughs> same thing. And it's like, oh, yes, like, but that's the conversations uh, that we have. That's the thing. That was, uh, and, you know, I will stand by that challenge because that's, I mean, the great specific, the specific great line that they were referencing in the movie, that is the line that she says. She says it's refined hyperfuel, hyperfuel. and it's like a little fun. So I, I stand by that 100% and I will post the screenshot and I will pin it to my Twitter profile <laughs> and so everyone sees it. Um, but no, yeah, I it really it brings a new level of energy to it and it's definitely an area where i can you know that's the thing about being a shmodown competitor is that we're all just in it to like show off that's a big component a big draw for us <laughs> that's why we do this show as well i get it yeah we're all just show offs you know we just want to show off our fun knowledge um yeah. and have fun with it and that's really that's where you can really kind of come into your own and just be like oh wait i have something to say <laughs> it's Freaking, ridiculous i love it all right Guys, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring everyone in here, and I'm gonna crack a second drink um, because this week they announced the holiday <laughs> specials coming. Everybody, we're getting that was smooth as hell, man. We're gonna finish your drink. Yeah. Um, for some every time re- the holiday special is mentioned, take a shot. Right? <laughs> so, my listeners, people that we like, that we want all the best for, if you don't know. Star Wars once made a holiday special back in the day. Oh, and it, my God. It, Eric's favorite. He absolutely loves it. It's one of the first fights favorite. we ever had at Utini was Corey <laughs> being like, dude, we should have a live stream of us watching the holiday special. And I, and I was and this was, we were Eric starting. was like, hell no. Absolutely not. We are not doing this. I'm like, like he was so against it. And I was like, adamant. I, I guess... I guess you were you were afraid that we would just all get way too drunk and then like just crap on it like the entire time, which is you know pretty much uh, against everything we believe at Utini. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's what happens though. I can attest yeah, to that. It, it, it has to, and it was like I think because it was like our first year, and I'm like we're trying to like start this brand as like a positive, like not starting any drama. The first live thing we we do can't just be yelling at how bad a Star Wars thing is, but. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, it is. It's so. It's, listen, the holiday bad. special is so bad that George Lucas refused to even acknowledge that it existed for like a decade. Like, it's it's on a different level than mm-hmm. everything else. Like, it, it's in the it's in the the trash compactor of like let's deny that this ever even happened. That it's so bad. Yeah, and for some reason, the the folks at Lucasfilm have decided. You know what, twenty twenty. Hasn't really hit us enough. So let's make another <laughs> holiday special. This is going to be... So let, let's start with the details of it, y'all. It is a Lego holiday special featuring sequel trilogy characters on November 17th on Disney+. Plus. Um, wh- why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why? <laughs> because it's Life Day. We must celebrate Life Day. <laughs> life Day. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I cannot believe they did this. This is, this is in my opinion, the, the, the biggest shock since Disney has purchased Star Wars. I like, agree. I agree. That's true. I cannot believe that they did this. Like, like I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's hilarious. But, like, man, that is ballsy. Is it not? Here's but if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be Lego. Yes. Yeah, and that's and that that's how I can totally get behind it too. Is that it's Lego and that what was that the Freemaker Adventure? Is that what that was yeah, called? Yeah, Freemaker Adventures. That? that was actually fun. It was pretty it was... fun. Yeah, it was super fun. It's so, like barely Star Wars. It was, it was super fun though. Like, yeah, you know, I, we both watched it. But I want to ask you guys then, 
on that note, because it is Lego and Lego is Lego has been awesome, I think, as far as balancing humor and content for years. I mean, there's Lego, Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, like the Lego Star Wars games in in and of themselves are, are great games and they're fun. They poke fun at the universe enough. Like, how much fun do you think they're gonna poke at the holiday special? I mean, are we gonna have Lego <laughs> Chewie's dad in a VR porn helmet? I'm like, how far are we going? <laughs> Oh, I, I hope there's a large chunk of it in Tree Wook. I really do. <laughs> just Lego with and no Chew? translation, no translation yes. at all. Just yeah, th- that's 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 gonna be a joke of it though. You need like, to honor like... what came before. Yes, yes. <laughs> it needs right. to open with them in those red robes. Everyone just in the, oh the red gosh. coat robes. <laughs> and and I think what's gonna be the best part of it is that we're all. I mean, we're all gonna watch it November seventeenth again. It's new Star Wars content at regardless. So I'm going to watch it November 17th. But some poor parent is going to see new Lego Disney something and is going to throw it on for their kid that they're homeschooling for the third month in a row. And if it's all Life Day jokes, (laughs) like, I can't imagine what they're going to think. Do you think it'll be tasteful or you think it's just going to be a big kind of a joke? Like, you think it's going to actually, like, have a story to it and deviate from the original and, like... It'll have a moral, I think. do they get the surviving members of Jefferson Starship to play a song for us? <laughs> I mean, Disney has the money, right? I, I maybe own. I'm Disney. Disney had their first uh, quarterly loss in like twenty years this quarter, guys. Yeah, did you guys see that? Oh yeah, yeah. and all it took was the death of one hundred fifty thousand people and the total destruction yeah, of all. an economy. And they so finally got all lost. Putting- they're putting all of their money into a holiday special. <laughs> That's how this is going to go. I hope that it has the budget oh, of a Star Wars film. Like, what is that? <laughs> what if it's, like, it's like shot impeccably well. Like, it's just the most intricate. Like, and maybe the voice acting is really excellent. Like, it's emotional. And they really just go there. And you're like, and guys. Luke, Luke's hair is way too blonde. Like, why is his hair way too blonde? <laughs> I would... I would freaking love it. Anyway, I am November 17th. Set your calendars. I mean, we'll watch it. I'm I'm, I'm very excited for it. It's I Star Wars, surprised. I'll watch it. It's kind of how it is. I'm not know. saying that you have to be under the influence of anything <laughs> to enjoy it. I'm just saying it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. You know what? It can, it can only help. If you're actually celebrating Life Day, then you, you owe it to Chewy, <clears throat> to Lumpy, to lumpy, the re- yeah, Lumpa Walru. Those holographic pole dancers from Cirque du Soleil that are on the on the table. Like, uh, the you know what the holiday special proves to me that there, there there is there is a thing is too much cocaine. You can hit a limit <laughs> where it is it is excessive, and I think no longer creative. Oh, um, okay, okay. Look, looking in the chat here, we have, we have a couple a couple uh, uh, thoughts about this. Looking in here, let's see. We got uh, Emma saying Lego's going to save holiday specials and give me Lego Lumpy. Completely agree. We got Flicky Dave saying, oh, my gosh, the song of We Celebrate Our Day of Peace, Our Day of Harmony. Oh, my uh, Kudos to you for knowing the Life Day song. Damn. That's right. And Res Lou Dub saying Lumpy is the best. I completely agree. Except uh, if I was telling the truth. But you know what, guys? Another great surprise of this past week, uh, Star Wars-wise, was the announcement of the third Alphabet Squadron book. Now, we mentioned this earlier in the show. To go from complete quality overhaul, the third Alphabet Squadron book got announced, and it's coming in March, and we have a cover. 
We have a title. And y'all, who's on the cover? But my pride it's and joy. Your, love of my life. It's your boy. Will Lark. <laughs> your boy, Will Victory's Lark. Victory's price, man. He How looks, that he looks you guys? older. You think? He looks older, too, man, right? Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a beard going. It looks pretty oh, rad. He has, Laura and I talked on Twitter already about his beard. Like, can we talk about, like, zaddy Will Lark now? He went from, like, young, impressionable boy to, like, I'm going to grow a really nicely combed, like, taking care of beard. In the middle of a war zone, by the way, Will, so... Come on, man. But he looks great. He looks old. <laughs> this is like the perfect parallel of Corey growing a beard because people thought he was too young to deliver their babies. That is this absolutely is, this is true. <laughs> I made that joke literally two days ago. The guy was like, are you old enough to be a doctor? I'm like, don't ask me that, man. Look, look, look where my hands are in relation to your wife. Don't ask me that right now. Wow, what a yes. sentence to say out loud. They? I I know I know I know ridiculous. Anyway, we're not going to go there. But yeah, so the third book we have finally have a title, Victory's Price, right? Um, which was a thing in the um, the first book or the first like kind of media campaign. We heard uh, Victory always has a price, right? That was like a, a thing about it. Can we take any info from this title from this cover? Like, is there yes. anything to it? Go for it, Charles. What do you think? Will Lark is going to die. I've been saying this since oh day one. Oh, my God. You guys, I said it day real. one, too. I Thank said you. I made the same prediction. I was Thank like, you. this poor Will kid is not going to survive He's this series. He's too nice. He's Will, too nice. You can't boys. survive war when you're that nice. He doesn't even want to shoot his enemies, guys. That's not a good start. <laughs> you guys name his enemies. Like, I feel like once you name something, it is harder to kill it. I don't know what that means. I don't want to go too deep into that because I'm not really in the practice of killing a lot of things. But, like... That is a point. Just the like, past, do the right? Truly- yeah, the past dies. So if Will dies, do you think he's the only one that will die? <laughs> Sorry, that was yeah. dumb. Uh, okay, I have to say, because I haven't read the second book, is <gasps> that I just know from the first one is that Chaz definitely had a death wish. So I, yep. I'm, I'm not sure where she's at in book two, but if she's anything like book one, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm a little bit worried for her chances, too. Well, Laura, we have a great uh, two-part roundtable, if you're interested, <laughs> all about that second book. And um, spoiler alert, sorry, Will lives in the second one. But so he I can figured die since in he's the on the cover book. of book three. <laughs> in what memoriam. a flex that would be if like, they put him on the cover if he died in book two. They're like, yeah, remember this guy you loved? Look at him every time you grab the book. Just feel that pain. It's like putting Cedric Diggory on the copy of Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> like, oh my god yeah too bad right <laughs> that would have been a flex been my boy <gasps> yeah good pull uh charlie's <laughs> in the middle of reading the harry potter books right now so i got, I got a lot of harry potter on the brain right now uh, oh man i know we can't mention other fandoms in here but yeah so i'm very excited for that <laughs> but even before that y'all i if if our our viewers in the live stream will see i, I have my little my little setup here as i always like to have next to my chair I brought up my Thrawn books. I brought up my Thrawn Funko because we got Thrawn Ascendancy coming in two weeks. Um, yeah, let's talk some Thrawn. We don't talk about Thrawn a ton on this on the show just purely because Treason came out before we started doing the big roundtables. Is that right? Did we do a roundtable on Treason? This is episode 73. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to – you know what? I think I'm right, so I'm going to plow ahead. I'm a, I'm, I'm a man in America. That's what we do. So um, – I, how are we feeling about Thrawn going into this? I have read an advanced copy in all honesty. I've, I've read it. I'm going to not say anything about it on the show. 
But for you guys, uh, the rest of this crew here, Laura, Charles, Corey, and Wes, if you like, where are you coming at this trilogy from as far as Thrawn goes? Uh, I mean, I can't jump right in there. So <clears throat> I absolutely loved the first Thrawn book. You guys have heard me say this uh, a bunch of times. I, I put the original or see the first canon Thrawn book is called Thrawn. I put that in my top five canon books. I actually loved that book. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the next two in the in the trilogy, which is loosely a trilogy. I don't think it was ever actually planned to be a trilogy, but it's kind of a trilogy. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I feel like we've talked about this before on the show. We all sort of felt like Thrawn's hands were tied by the Rebels TV show in a lot of ways. Like, it sort of backed him into a corner. You mean uh, Zahn's hands, You did the right? thing. You did the thing. Uh, did I say? You said Thrawn. Thrawn. Oh, I mean, damn it. If it helps, he was literally tied by the Rebels TV show with, like, the tentacles of whale squids. Uh, I think that's so, true. Sure. Of. I mean, Ish. the ship was, but, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, Zahn, I do that a lot. That's true. Zahn was sort of backed into a corner by the TV show because the story had to bend around the show in a lot of ways. So, this feels like... Zahn, almost did it again, <laughs> is going to be in his element. Like, he's going to get to create all the original stuff. It's all about the chiss. Like, I'm excited. Totally. Um, now, now, Laura, we talked a little bit off camera about this. You you and Alice have actually been talking about Thrawn a decent amount on Force Toast lately as well, and your kind of anticipation for this. And you guys actually, at least you, rather like the, the second two Thrawn books, so you can put Corey in his place. <laughs> no, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't like. Teach their own. Um, Damn it. As I said, I did All not right. read book two of Alphabet Squadron. I did not read it for a reason. But the, when it comes to Thrawn, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> when it comes to Thrawn, I really, really love the, th- the new Thrawn, the canon trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people had a hard time getting through the second book, and I totally understand why. But the second book, for me, served a very specific purpose, where it actually gave me some second thoughts on my feelings about Padme Amidala as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a character I've never really cared for um, in in Star Wars, like really in any form. Just She just isn't for me. I, I just, when it comes to like having like a strong female lead in Star Wars, like I just don't think of her at all. And I know that she has, she's got her ups and she's got her downs and, you know, we can all sit and argue about it, but... For me, Thrawn Alliances was the first time that I ever really gave Padme any credit um, and really considered her for what she really is and what she brought to the story. And for me, it's the most, like, badass version of Padme that we get at any point um, in the canon. So it really, so it brought something for me, um, the second one. Now, my other thing about the Thrawn trilogy is that I really enjoy listening to it in audiobook form. Um, I think I read the first one, and then the second one I was kind of jumping back and forth between reading and reading and listening to it. And by the third one, I was just like all in on the audiobooks because Mark Thompson is the narrator oh. of them, and he King. is so <laughs> so good as yeah. all of these characters and Thrawn in particular. Mm-hmm. He really um, he really adheres to what. Um, what's his name? Lars Mikkelsen established in rebels. And I absolutely, I mean, and I've talked about this on my show. Rebels is my star Wars. It's my favorite star Wars. Um, and so when it comes to, to kind of sticking with that, the fact that he really adhered to that was a, was a big deal for me. And so it was really nice getting to hear that consistency in the character. Um, so the Thrawn trilogy really did a lot for me. I really enjoyed the tie in to rebels in the first book. 
Um, and then the second book, it was also sort of the, the first time I really considered um, how Vader and Anakin are really the same person. Like, I, I guess, you know, I always understood that they are, but I never really gave it that much deep thought until I read the second Thrawn book, mm-hmm. where they really are bouncing back and forth between the two characters, but how they're still the same character and how Anakin's really trapped in there. And it's it it really kind of brought that all back around for me in a way that I really appreciated and that opened my eyes to like see that character in a new way. So the, I think the Thrawn trilogy did a lot for me as a fan, as a Star Wars fan. I've never read the Legends trilogy. I likely never will. Um, but I mm-hmm. really enjoyed the new trilogy, um, and I'm really looking forward to this. We did talk about the we talked about the excerpts that have been released on the new on uh, Chaos Rising, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend that anybody who's interested in reading the new Thrawn trilogy, um, who's interested in reading Chaos Rising when it comes out, read those excerpts because for me, like getting back into like Zahn's head and getting back into like his writing style takes a little bit of time and Mm -hmm. those excerpts have been really valuable for me in kind of getting back in the groove of like, Oh yeah, now we're, we're back in the details. We're back. We're really, really back in it. Um, And we're in a new time period and there are new characters you're not familiar with. And so it's a really nice sort of um, intro to kind of get back into it. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And speaking of Mark Thompson, who's doing such a great job with the audiobooks, there are usually, I believe in all the excerpts um, there's audio clips at the bottom. If you don't want to read, if you do want to listen to, the audio performance by Mark, um, who really just annoys me because he's also the nicest guy in the world and crazy talented. <laughs> like, if you were just a total jerk, yes. maybe it'd be a little easier, but he's <laughs> one of the nicest guys ever. And you're right, his Thrawn is amazing. I'm so excited to hear him go through all these different Chiss characters because there are so many Chiss that they're going to, um, that Zahn has created. Like, I think Tom from Del Rey said there's over 4,000 apostrophes in the book because of all <laughs> the crazy names. that's fantastic fantastic. yeah it's and i and i do love that they like they counted all of them for fun so yeah uh control f bro control f (laughs) yeah they probably highlighted them individually no there's gotta be an intern right they're just like god i hate this why did i do it but yeah yeah, mark's mark's work and all that has been great and but you're totally right about zon because lately I mean, Alphabet Squadron and Shadowfall is is are are thick books. Absolutely, we talked about those on our roundtables. Mm-hmm. But books like Poe Dameron, Freefall, like Queen's Peril, they're pretty quick and they're they're very character based. Um, oh, hey, John Dutch Vander, thanks for the follow, man. Um, they're very character based. Yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> but they're a little they're a little quicker to get through. And Zahn does have that moment of like, here's the scene, and here's the character. It's, it's, it it is right. a little bit like drinking a red wine. Right. Like, okay, I can't just pound He's this old like school. I I'm like, used to. It, it's interesting. You brought up the the original trilogy, like uh, Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising and whatever. It's like uh, the Last Command. I'll try to do me a second there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's 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 heavy, man. Like it's the way that like he writes is such like '90s legend Star Wars in your head. Like it's heavy hitting. You're right. It totally takes some getting used to. Like, I also really like that you brought up the whole medium thing because you talked about being like you're into audiobooks now, and like we see that all the time in the show. If you didn't love something, you should try it in a different medium. Like it's shocking how it how it will totally change your perspective. And I've actually not listened to the Thrawn books in audiobook format. And Mark Thompson is like one of my favorite people. So I, I need to go back and do that. It, I honestly will probably change my perspective. It never has not changed my perspective when I've gone back to listen to 
something that I read. I like think it's really audiobooks. easy to not get so bogged down in the details when you're listening to the audiobook. Yes. Um, because yeah. one of my one of the things I really love about about Zahn's writing is that he does he does lay some like red herrings every now and then and you can you can really easily get bogged down in details and start overthinking it and start going down a sort of other path kind of predicting where things are going to go and I think the audiobook makes it a lot uh, a lot easier to kind of let some of that stuff slide and just sit and enjoy yes. the story for what it is it's a great way to put it yeah. we've said a thousand times that the Star Wars audiobooks are like their own production now like they're Sound effects, movies. And music, and yeah. like, didn't Alphabet Squadron have like not a whole bunch of non-Star Wars music in it that was produced exclusively for the book? That was crazy. Like, yeah. a, a lot of cool stuff. And, and, and you know, shameless plug here: if you've never listened to an audiobook, you can go to utini.com/audible and get a free one. Like, if you start an Audible trial through our website or whatever, you can get a free audiobook and listen to your first one. So, yeah, maybe it's Thrawn. And if you don't want to, yeah, there you go. Get your free trial. Get your throne audiobook, and then you can cancel immediately. It costs you nothing. We don't care. Like, that's fine. <laughs> we know how the system works. Uh, but Charles, I want to I ask you a question, man. Because um, so, Laura mentioned that Rebels is that's your Star Wars, and you love that Thrawn version. I also love the, the Rebels version of Thrawn, probably the best. And Corey, I know you love the first Thrawn book, like Thrawn, that 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 particular yeah. guy. Charles, which is always really hard to talk about, by the way, because you're like, you know, the first of the canon Thrawn trilogy, not the Legends Thrawn trilogy, but the canon Thrawn trilogy, you know, the trilogy that's not actually a trilogy. Also, the first book is called Thrawn. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the Thrawn book. Which there one? are a lot the of Thrawn prerequisites book. to that conversation. I exactly. love Star Wars, guys. We're so much fun. But uh, Charles, I want to ask you, one, what, what Thrawn for you is like your Thrawn? Mm-hmm. And also, why do you think that there is still there's so much hype for this book let's be honest like in the star wars community i think basically right now it goes high republic and then like a new thrawn book are like the biggest hype things this is a character that was created in the 90s in books and he's still super hyped like why is thrawn still such a big deal when we've had like literally thousands of characters created since he came around i mean i think it comes down to how unique of a villain thrawn is if you even call him a villain because it's debatable at times he is someone who had no force powers, right? He he's like the polar opposite of like the emperor who at the time of when the heir to the empire series came out, or at least that first book came out. That's really all we knew was the emperor and Darth Vader as the big bads. And he somehow kind of filled his shoes. Like people back in, in the nineties, like they considered heir to the empire to be their episode seven. Right. And, You know, that's how I think he made the jump because he had such a big impact to canon. And now I think he's still just a big deal because, one, he has, like, that lore behind him. He's someone that kind of unites the fandom in that way because we have people who do exclusively love Legends and those who are exclusively involved in canon. And it's it's a character that can bring those people together, especially when you also throw him into Rebels. But, you know, he's a character that translates really well into the written format. Because he's yeah. such a genius, and to, to get a glimpse into his mind and to see how he thinks about stuff is just, like, exhilarating. Like, that's, that's the character you want to be inside of his head. He is, he's incredible. And so I think that this new trilogy is kind of like Corey said, it's, it's like a new start even for his character because anything could happen. We know nothing about the Chiss Ascendancy, and we know that Zahn has thought all of that through. You know, even stuff that won't make it into these yeah. books. Probably, yeah, probably through, for fun, honestly. Like, that's what yeah, he does for fun, yeah. I assume. He oh, just fell right. out notebooks totally. full of lore. 
Yeah, like scribbled on napkins that are like tacked up to his wall in his bedroom that he didn't leave for four weeks. <laughs> that's it's gotta be. That's conjecture. I don't know that, uh, but <laughs> I, I can only that assume. But yeah, no, that's why. I mean, Thrawn's amazing, and and he really does unite the fandom. I think. I love that, and I think that you know we're always looking for things that do unite the fandom, and I think to to kind of round Thrawn out, he's also. Like you said, he's super intelligent and he's super competent. Like, we talk a lot on this show about how much we love competent protagonists. Like, if you're good at something, it's fun to read about. Now, on occasion, for me personally, Thrawn gets a little too good at literally everything. But uh, anytime we can see little flaws in a, like, kind of a quote-unquote perfect tactician or person, it's a lot of fun. So, without going any, any deeper, at least on my end, Thrawn, Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, September 1st. Again, it's the start of a new trilogy. Of a ho- this is officially a trilogy, not a, well, I guess we can write two more books because we want money or whatever it may be. This is officially going to be three books, and I can tell you from reading it, you can tell. Um, last thing I want to talk about book-wise with all y'all, before we do a little game, because I love games. We haven't, done, we haven't done a fun little game in forever. I know, Corey, you miss our games. You love games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, we were supposed to, guys, at this point... We, w- we would have been about two weeks or so away from the launch of the High Republic at this point in, in the year, before COVID happened, before all the publishing dates got pushed. And it had me thinking, like, you know, we, you have to wait till January, but could the High Republic possibly start 2021 on, like, a super good note? Because 2020, let's be honest, can go burn and die in a fire. So we can, we can leave that <laughs> behind. Is it possible the High Republic can really launch us in January? Like, a first week of January launch is kind of weird because it's that post-New Year's vibe. Nothing usually big comes around that point. What do you guys think about starting off the New Year with the first new giant publishing era in our lifetime? We don't have a film this year, so that's going to be interesting. That's true. I think. Like, no, like- hey, Corey, we had the Lego <laughs> Holiday Special. <laughs> so we have a film level event. Yeah, yeah, Can you remind yeah, yeah. me? Is is the Light of the Jedi the first High Republic novel that'll come out, or is yeah, uh, that's the, the first one? Okay, yeah, I think it goes that. Actually, Justin Ireland, you're right. Justin Ireland's Test of Courage might come out the same day, actually, if Does I remember it? correctly. I can't remember. Checkutini.com. Let me check yeah, I don't know <laughs> who goes on that site. But yeah, so they're launching at least the the, the Charles Soule novel is at least going to be first day. Justina Ireland's middle grade might also be in that era. I know, and then Claudia Gray's comes out either the end of January, beginning of February. Light like, of the Jedi it's all by right Charles in that era. Soul is first, actually. What's first? Light of the Jedi is January fifth, and uh, Into the Dark is uh, the young adult novel is February second. Great. And Tessa Courage is January fifth. Okay, Great. wait, yeah, you're yes. right. Yes. 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 Light of the January Jedi 5th. by Charles Hussle, Tessa Courage, Justina Ireland. Both of those were January 5th. Well, yes. now we got that out of the way. <laughs> what do we what do, what so do you they keep think? changing they keep changing the dates on us honestly yeah. i'm so glad that they changed them because i'm already like way behind on all of my, oh my advanced Preach. reader copies i'm like there are <laughs> no. three of them sitting in my like queue right now that i haven't had time to read and i'm like exactly. I, I i don't understand how how i would have gotten through it so i'm kind of relieved but i think starting off with charles soul is going to be a real high note for the mm-hmm. High Republic. I'm so excited to see what a novel by Charles Soule is like. Um, he's yeah, so absolutely. amazing as as a writer in the comics. This is this is going to be such a treat. I'm so pumped. 
Uh, all of us are super stoked for his soul. Like his his work in the comics has been incredible, and the guy is so cool on Twitter too. Like he's so approachable, and he just, he just knows everything. It's really impressive. So yeah, and I'm and I'm really excited that they're like they're starting with a full book to begin it too. Like I mean, they could like ease us in with a, with either like a comic <laughs> series might be more accessible for some people, or like some shorter story formats maybe to kind of get our feet wet. They're like, nope, full novel, brand new characters, deal with it. And, right. like, I kind of love that audacity because they're kind of right. gambling a lot on this I think it, it, has to, it has to feel huge, I think. If they want it to be successful, it needs to feel like a big, huge project. And I think it will. I mean, um, you know, Luminous was, like, like, they acted like that was such a huge multi-author project for so long. Like, it's going to be a large, like, collaborative thing between a whole bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. So... As long as it feels large, I think it will be incredibly successful. Like if yeah. it, if it just feels like a series of novels, kind of like the uh, like the Journey series, right? You know, like mm-hmm. the Journey to the Last Jedi. If it feels like that, then maybe it won't be as successful. But if it feels like, wow, we're in a new Star Wars era, like we're there. Like yeah. if it feels like that, and they're all it's very clearly delineated, then I think it will be really successful. Yeah, which actually leads me to something in the chat. Um, Emma actually just put in there, and I want to throw it your way, Laura, connected to that. Uh, she, you mentioned they released them on the same day. The Justina Ireland and Charles Soule, like you said, both January fifth. Do you think they're going to be connected storyline wise, or is it just a publishing, you know, coincidence that they're getting the adults and the kids in the same day? Mm, that's a good question. I would that guess that they'll question. be connected, to be honest. But it's hard. It's hard to say. I um I missed the the Justina Ireland excerpt that came out. So I mm-hmm. I feel like if I had read that and maybe gotten some more detail, I I maybe would have have a better answer for yeah. it but i would definitely encourage people to check it out yeah they, they did put up an excerpt on starwars.com this past week and it was it was really fun it got uh we got an, an ancestor of sanastaros is in there um mm-hmm. and we got our new jedi uh and, it, and it's fun because it's definitely justine ireland writes really great kind of between middle grade and young adult novels i like to put them i mean they're I put right. them a no, little no, more. A test, of, a test of courage is not quite young adult, right? We have yeah, it currently like, classified as that on the site, but it's actually that sort of weird level that's underneath young adult that's like middle grade novels, yeah. really. It's not like a kid's, but yeah, so it's in that weird middle. Like, it's still really great stories. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for that, like, probably a little bit of levity we have in that book. You know, those books usually have a nice moral to them, but they're fun. And the. I mean, let's be honest. Emotional devastation likely coming from the Charles Soule book. If those Vader comics are any, or any indication, <laughs> that's true. I mean, we're, we're gonna pick. We're gonna need to pick me up after reading that. Yeah, I, maybe I'll maybe I'll bounce back and forth between them. I like, do a chapter of each, and then at the end, uh, maybe they'll come together. It'd be great. But I, I, I'm really, I don't know. It's weird. We are on the precipice of something so brand new, and as Star Wars podcasters and Star Wars fans, and I mean, Laura, for Star Wars trivia person, like this is going to bring up so many new things that everyone's going to be talking about and it's it's kind of like you know when game of thrones was live and randalorian was live or when breaking bad is live like so few things are important day of anymore and i feel like this is going to be one of those things like this book comes out january 5th and that twitter is going to be talking about a book and that's kind of wild I'm very I think at this point that people are going to be very ready for just something new, too. They're going to be ready oh, for 21 yeah. and the hellscape <laughs> that it is to be over, and they're just going to want to just start new and start fresh, and I think Charles Soule's going to be a great way to do that. Absolutely. Great. I'm going to be... And then, hey, you know what? It takes people a couple of weeks, and you can finish 
uh, your copy of Light of the Jedi on the day of the Biden inauguration. All right, so moving <laughs> forward, um, we did say. Oh, I said it. I'm I'm drinking white claws. <laughs> I said it. Um, so we do have a game I want to play. Uh, last time Laura was on the show with Alice, we we did play a game because, as we said many times throughout this show, this show is called Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour, and. We talked last time about fictional characters and what kind of dr- or about books rather and what kind of drinks they would be. Like if Lost Stars was a cocktail, what do you drink with it? And that got a lot to be a lot of fun. And Charles, you my friend, I want to give you credit where credit's due, actually came up with a game that we're gonna play right now. Do you wanna introduce it? Because it came from your brain. Yeah, sure. Well it has no fun name, but essentially this time around what we want to do is each pick one author and then one in-universe character that you would want to go and get a drink with, maybe at happy hour, uh, and what drink you would order for you both, and what's the main thing you'd want to talk about. All right, so, and correct me if I'm wrong then, for the parameters of this game, we're going to, it's two scenarios. One's with an author and one's with a character. That's the thought or, process, but if you think that they would pair really well together, then by all means, you know. If you want to do a Thronzon meetup, me. you're saying. Far be it for me to break <laughs> up a party. All right, well, Laura, as our distinguished guest, would you care to go first in either one of these crazy imaginary scenarios? I would love to because I don't want anyone to take mine, so I'm going to go first. Um, Alice and I played this game a little bit one time with the movies where we talked about cocktail pairings um, Mm -hmm. that you would do, or drink pairings, I guess, just with with the actual films, and that was a lot of fun. So I love this premise overall. Um, I think when it comes to authors... And I haven't put a lot of deep thought into this, so this is just kind of, like, off the top of my head. I would love to get a drink with Delilah Dawson. She's just, like, she just strikes me as, like, being, like, the coolest chick ever. Like, just her Mm -hmm. whole vibe on Twitter. And then, like, the fact that, like, Zai, or what's her name? Marathi. Vi Marathi. Vi Marathi, like, came out of her head. I'm just, like, I'm fully here for it. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like, she seems, Delilah Dawson seems a little bit, like, like kind of a hard ass chick and I bet that she can shoot whiskey. So I bet that it's just whiskey shots like up and down the bar. That's what I'm that's what I'm guessing. It's either that or she probably doesn't drink at all. But it's it's one of those two. She's either all about like the whiskey shots or just nothing at all. <laughs> I've yes. I I wanna think now that like in my mind that's how she got like the second book. She's like wrote Phasma and then she took like Tom uh, from Del Rey and like put a bunch of whiskey shots and said, Alright Let's go. I got an idea about Black Spire. <laughs> Boom, she's like, if I can happened. do all of these, then I get to write Black Spire. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. That's the publishing world uh, TV miniseries I want to see. Exactly. All right. Corey, Charles, any of y'all got an idea? Apparently, I never thought about this, but, yeah, once an author is gone, uh, they're off the table. Yeah. Well, then I, I got to go ahead and lay a claim then because I've said this on the show many times. George Mann. God damn I would it. totally, totally. <laughs> yep. you know, this is not even like a hypothetical. Like next time celebration happens, George Mann, we're getting a beer. Like that is happening. He is the coolest <laughs> dude. He is the nicest dude. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've had him on the show twice. He's one of the few people we've had on the show twice. Laura, you've now joined those ranks. Um, so you know that he's good people. And yeah, that's 100% who I would choose. So just any, just a, just a regular nice, calming, chill beer. Yeah, just like uh, I don't know, just any, uh, probably a Guinness, right? Is that is that appropriate? Is that because he's from, he's from the UK? He's assuming no. he drinks a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what> I, <laughs> Definitely <absolutely> not. not. 
<laughs> I don't know why you even said that, but deep complexity. You have to let it sit and Thank like you. sit in its own there stuff it for Thank a while. You. Then you top it See? off. Then you start. There's a pattern there. I dig uh, it. Laura and I understand each other. I don't even have to say it. She just knows. Wow. No, I, I, I saw that shovel she threw to you down in that hole. I saw how that happened. <laughs> All right, oh, Corey. What do you think? Who are you going with? Um, you guys know how much I like James Lucino's writing, and I, I really enjoy how into like villains he is. Like the, my favorite books that he's written are all about the villains. Like Tarkin was fantastic. Like Darth Plagueis was fantastic. Like he's got to like he's he's got to have a connection with his evil, like his, his inner evil, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know in order to like get in the head of all of the villains. I would love to pick his brain. Because he's like that. you. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Inner evil. Yes. Inner evil. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. What are you having? Oh, man. Uh, God. I, I I think that that somebody like who writes characters like Tarkin and uh, Galen Erso and Catalyst and Darth Plagueis is like a like a, a really deep wine kind of guy. Oh, I like, knew you were going to say that. I was going to be is. like, can I guess? I bet you're about yes. to say red wine. <laughs> yes, he's a, he's a fine um, wine. Absolutely. I would oh, love I to love like, it. hit it up and just like chill out with, with him and pick his brain. Like absolutely. Over, over red wine for sure. All right. That, that's a fireplace. Great. It needs to be a fireplace in the room. <laughs> Weird. All right. I'm, I'm down with that. Candlelight dinner. <laughs> go I'll take my shirt go off further right. go further <laughs> you're going way beyond the boundaries of this game <laughs> oh we're, we're setting the boundaries for this game uh i do want to say real quick uh our buddy frank sullivan's in the chat i made a critical error guinness is irish um so george man is not irish i'm that's sorry a good frank. point see eric that's not what i was saying Frank right, is going to hand in his his letter of resignation tomorrow, like officially. You're so right. Um, all right, I am going to put up um, Daniel Jose Older. Seems like he'd be so much fun. Oh, that's to a good go drinking with. Every time I see him on a Zoom call, like some of his friends I've seen have been like tweeting him, like he's very expressive with his hands, and I feel like we just get into like really fun, like gesticulating conversations, and like <laughs> I feel like we're either. I don't know, like getting like nice breezy drinks or like maybe like margaritas or like something that's like really fun and z- and, and zazzy. So I feel like that. I, be- I can I can tell you how that would go, Eric. It would be you and Jose Holder yeah. would be in in the bar with a huge group of people and everybody's kind of hanging out and talking to each other, but only you two are talking. Yes, basically really intoxicated, yelling at each other, and there's no room for anybody else in the conversation. That's exactly how that would go. There's like margaritas splashing all over the place. <laughs> that's They're right. Just like- all over the chips and salsa. You're like, I don't need that. Just splashing right. it everywhere. Exactly. Right. Daniel. <laughs> Eric gets on top of the bar. Like, yeah. And I do the whole, was it? And you wanted me to do that speech from Black Spire? Isn't that the thing we want me to do at Celebration? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Celebration 2022. <laughs> Daniel, let's do it. George That's Mann right. will have a nice quiet drink, and then we'll go partying with Daniel Jose Older. I love it. Uh, Laura, we'll come back around to you then. A character now. Who, who are you taking out, and what are they getting? Okay, I'm going out with... Kanan Jarrus from Star Wars Rebels, but oh. not like Star Wars Rebels era Kanan Jarrus. I want like 
pre a new dawn Kanan Jarrus where he's like a wild man and he's the trashy like, drunk Kanan Jarrus yes where he's like getting drunk in the bar every night and he's like he's hopping behind the bar to bartend and he's just drinking like pure jet fuel out of the tap because that's like what's cheapest and that's what's available on whatever planet yes. he's on like I am here for like young partying in his like younger days Kanan Jarrus like let's just do it <laughs> Damn, that's good. Yep. All right. Let's keep the order going. Charles, who you got? All right. Let's be clear. There are so many good answers to this question. (laughs) You know, my initial thought, which I imagine most of you had, was Irish car bombs (laughs) with Greedo. Um, But I decided to pass on that. (laughs) I would have to get a whiskey with none other than Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is yes, my hero. Sir. I mean, yes, and what do we even absolutely. talk about? We might just sit in silence and just nod knowingly, you know? <laughs> I think that's well, probably Well, I'm not getting a drink happen. with Kanan to talk to him. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my God. Well, hey, and, and hey, on that note, Charles, are you getting a drink with Ewan McGregor, episode two, three? Are you getting Alec Guinness, episode four? Because the man. night can go different ways depending on which Obi-Wan you're with. You're right. If we're if we're like up to Obi Wan in those weird scenes where he's wearing a wig and had a, a glue on beard because there were reshoots, that could get that could get pretty funky, pretty quick. Cool. Oh my no, god, get I him would... drunk enough just to take off his wig and throw it. That'd be amazing. I would hundred percent choose episode three. I mean oh, that fantastic. that is my Obi Wan. Is Obi Wan the only character to actually order a drink in a Star Wars film? No, uh, Luke tugs on the bartender's sleeve and is like, hey. <laughs> and throws a finger. <laughs> yeah. Give me some water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got any of that water I've been hearing about? <laughs> you know that weak shit? You got any hard water? That's funny. <laughs> All right. I'll Corey? answer for Alice since she's not here. She yes. will take Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan, and they're just going to drink Coors Light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love her, but she's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) No, would it be in the bar from Attack of the Clones? Um, No, it would probably be like in paper bags sitting outside. Like, I don't think that they're (laughs) they're in the bar. That's too classy. (laughs) The the Death Sticks guy is like there somewhere. Yep. Yeah, he brings a six pack and she's like, oh my God, I also brought a six pack. I guess we, oh, oops, like... I guess right. we could drink all of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're so crazy. Oh, all right. I love that. Alice, we miss you. I hope that makes you happy. Um, <laughs> co- uh, real quick, I want to jump in the chat real quick. Uh, Cheryl said, Charles will pick Obi-Wan. She already said that earlier. Great. Uh, Emma says she'd get a drink with Babu Frick. He could drunk real fast, and he'd be a hilarious drunk. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, Cheryl would pick Han. Uh-huh. Ooh, yes. Absolutely. And honestly, any age. Let's be real. Um, That's right. Uh, Joxy says, Poe would be a good drinking buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And oh, and John Dutch says, episode two, Obi-Wan would be getting party drunk. Episode four, Obi-Wan, oh, getting sad alone drunk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Aww. Yeah. We had a discussion, yeah. I think, on Force Toast not too long ago about Poe for whatever reason and what his cocktail would be. And we decided that Poe, in his capacity as, like, a resistance spy – is having whatever you're having. And so any situation uh, yeah. that he's in, he's rolling oh, yeah. up to the bar. If I somebody's like having a beer, he's having beer. If they're having a like an upright martini, he's on board for that sh- for that too. Yeah. That's oh, hey, Poe, you tried absinthe? Yarn now. 
Uh, Lord Robo in the chat also wants to throw out Anakin Clone Wars era. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. It's a, a great choice, too. Absolutely. Long that. Hair, All right. Long hair, badass Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Corey, who are you taking? What are you doing? So, um, my my initial thought, in kind of in, in the same vein as Lucino, was to pick Tarkin, actually, specifically. Ooh, but yeah. then I remembered that Tarkin <gasps> is one of the only characters in all of Star Wars that actually says he doesn't drink. He's a teetotaler. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't, want it, he doesn't want it to like affect his cognition and stuff. Like he like there's that whole scene in uh I think it's is it Leia Princess Leia of Alderaan? Leia Princess of Alderaan when he shows up. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, he shows up to the Alderaan to the uh to the uh, Organa household and like they all they like they're trying to get rid of him because they're having like a rebellion meeting and like mm-hmm. they all pretend to be Leia's mom. What's her what's her name? Brea. Again? Wow. Brea. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Leia's Brea. mom. Yeah. Throw some respect Brea. on that name. Sound oh, like you mean me. the Queen of Alderaan? Is that you're talking about, yes. Corey? <laughs> You mean her Royal God. Highness, Brea? Her Royal Highness, Brea got she, she, she pretends. She doesn't to have get organs really anymore because she climbed a mountain. So, yeah, really That's weird that her name is Organa. She doesn't more like have or, any. More like Organa. Organa. Yes! Organa! Get out! Show oh, some respect. Man. All right, we're off the rails now. So tar- so it's not Tarkin, you're saying? So, yeah, it can't be Tarkin because he doesn't drink. I would love to pick his brain. Like, Tarkin, he's an interesting character. Maybe if he had lived past the age of however old he was in the Death Star, he would have gotten older yeah. in retirement. He would That's have, true. like, become a connoisseur of sorts. That's right. That's right. Okay, so if I can't pick Tarkin because right. he doesn't drink, I think I would, no joke, pick Palpatine. Like, like, <laughs> Why would you get a drink Palpatine. with yourself? <laughs> what can I say? I like drinking alone. Uh, <laughs> it's 2020. Deal with it. No judgment. It, it's quarantine times, man. These That's are right. desperate That's times. Right. That's right. That's right. But no, like, like, like pre-Emperor Palpatine, like to be in his inner circle, like. Like yeah. Masa, like Masa knew what was up, right? Like, like that's been well documented. Like he knew that that this was, you know, a Sith Lord and all this kind of crap. Like, what it would be so interesting to just hear him talk about how it's all coming together exactly as planned <laughs> all the time. Like, man, I now I just got this oh, image of Masa coming in at the end of the day with mojitos, being like, sir. I don't know what it would be like he he probably drank something like super obscure like 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 30 year old scotch or bourbon or something really refined that you can't mm-hmm. get because it was at the bottom of the ocean for a hundred years and nobody's <laughs> tasted it so something crazy like that I don't really know what that would be yeah no I think Palpatine definitely gets like you know extinct vintages from planets sent to him and then he just takes it and pours it in the sink to feel powerful exactly he's like yeah screw <laughs> exactly. you i don't need oh, you like, that that's man is evil even more evil than i had ever considered that's awful yes. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you waste alcohol sir <laughs> absolutely all right i want to highlight a couple more in the chat here uh, oh, Cheryl wanted you to pick Cornhorn, Corey, but alas. Oh, my God. Uh, and then uh, Lauren Romo says, honorable mention to Beckett from Solo. That he'd oh, be yeah. great. Yeah. He'd be a lot of fun. I think he has some good stories. Fun. He's another uh, one that's, like, just taking whiskey shots with me and Delilah Dawson at the bar. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. Um, now, I'm going to be – I am also going to be utterly predictable. Cheryl already nailed it in the chat. Everyone, I would arrive at dusk. I believe. 
It'd be a very temperate a, a day. Upon a white horse! <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would look my finest, and I would meet my good friend, and oddly my lord and savior, Bail Organa, <laughs> at his home. Yes, and paint we the picture. St- we would stroll around the grounds and just chat for a while, and then he'd be like, oh, hold on a moment. And then he'd go back in, and he'd say, oh, we, we, just, we just had this. I've been saying for a special occasion. It's his own vintage of red wine that he makes himself. Um, and we would try it, and it'd be a lovely sip, be like a tasting, and it'd be a lovely night talking a little about politics, but then a bit about, you know, how he feels as a new dad. And I'd be like, yo, man, like, that's tough, but it sounds like you're doing great. She seems like a great kid. And then, like, you know, <laughs> we'd just share little stories, and he'd be like, you know, when I was younger in the Senate, I'm like, oh, before the Empire, and he goes, oh, shush, 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 we can't say anything mean. And as he got drunker, he'd, like, talk more shit about Palpatine, but, like, I wouldn't say anything because I'm cool. <laughs> Like, that's where the night's going. <laughs> so that's my answer. Bill Organa with his own red wine. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. John Dutch Vander in the chat says, Bill Organa drinks Cognac. Ooh. Cognac? He might... Cognac? <laughs> cognac? Do you drink Cognac? Cognac. Oh, I totally buy Oh, my gosh. And Cheryl says, I feel like Lando would swindle me somehow, but yeah, Lando would also be a phenomenal drinking buddy, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, as long as he's not trying to get anything out of you, I think. I mean, Lando, I'm about to say, he might like rob you or something. Yeah, if he's got an yeah. angle, he's gonna like rob you and leave you for dead. Yeah, just make <laughs> sure that you don't like start a tab and then he like goes to the bathroom. Like yeah. you know, like, that is you are oh you are done. God. Your identity is stolen, and you're picking up the tab. Yeah, he's a charmer though. Like he'll win you over, and you'll be a sucker for it, no matter how streetwise you think you are. Absolutely, but. Oh my gosh, there are there are infinite characters though to go further in that game. Charles, great idea. I love all of those answers and all those in the chat were were, were fantastic. And next time, everyone that you're uh, that you're drinking alone inside because it's quarantine, you're not drinking alone. You're drinking with your favorite Star Wars character. Okay, just so you know. And now you have I, like I said it. that out loud, so you can say it. All right, and so you can send us all a tweet <laughs> and let us know who you're drinking with and what you're drinking because we want to hear it. Absolutely. Make sure you tag Force Toast, tag Living Force Pod, show us pictures. Uh, if you want to Photoshop Bill Organa in it, that is up to you. You know, that's totally fine. Um, but before we get out of here, um, Laura, first of all, God, it's been too long since we've had you on this show. This was so much fun. Thank you for, for taking a Monday night to come hang out with us. It's been It's just been a blast. We love hanging out with you, so thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. So last thing we want to say, um, I want to throw a question your way. We throw this to a lot of authors we talk about, but you and Alice are are enmeshed in Star Wars just as much as anyone is. And we're in a, a transition period. I feel like the last few years of Star Wars have been explosive between the amount of original content that's come out, whether it be fan made, whether it be professionally made. What do you think when we look back on this in 5, 10, 15 years how are we remembering this era of Star Wars right now? Hmm, that's hard to say. I think that one of those things with the sequel trilogy is going to be like it, like the prequel trilogy was, where there was a little bit of animosity, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of animosity um, <laughs> yeah. when it first came out. And I think that it's going to be one of those things that improves with age. And I think not even just for like people like me who really enjoyed um, episode seven and episode eight, and then maybe didn't like episode nine quite as much. I think there's going to be one of those things where it's going to age. We're all going to kind of 
maybe come around a little bit, you rewatch it, you catch new things, you learn new lessons, um, and you kind of pinpoint the things that you really do like about it, because there is things to love in every Star Wars movie. And I think it's going to age better than, and probably faster even than the prequels did. I think it took a lot longer for the prequels to, for people to come around to the prequels. Mm -hmm. And I think the sequel trilogy will be the same, but I think it's going to be a faster process. I love that idea. I mean, we, we've, we've said it once we've said it a thousand times, Star Wars, like you said, does get better with age and we're all wanting to love everything that comes out. That is, that is the goal at the beginning. So the quicker we can get there, the better. And I truly hope we do. And I have no doubt we shall. So, Laura, before I, I give our regular intro, can you tell us what's coming up next for Force Toast? What's coming up next for the Jedi Way? Where can we find you guys? Blah, 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 all that good stuff. Sure. Force Toast, um, we are hoping to launch a merch store before the end of the year, so stay tuned oh, for that if you're yes. already a fan. Um, that's in process, I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Force Toast, are, you know, our, our, we love the book, so we, we're, Alice and I are big readers, and so we promise to stay up to date on that kind of stuff. Um, we're very much looking forward to the Mandalorian, and you know, I think in the next coming weeks we might start a sort of Mandalorian recap, um, just to kind of refresh people. If you don't have eight oh, hours awesome. to sit down yeah. and rewatch the whole series again, we'll we'll maybe condense that a little bit for you. So stay tuned to, to the Force Toast feed for yeah. that. Um, with the Jedi Way, we tend to take a step back from some of the more intricate details from the reading, um, and we tend to take a little bit more of a bigger picture view of Star Wars. So we're talking a lot about philosophy and things like that in the Star Wars universe, um, in real world examples, and you know things that we took away with, from it from as fans. So definitely check out the Jedi Way. That's on John Roca's YouTube channel. And I think that's that pretty much covers it. When it comes to Schmodown, there's not probably not a lot in the cards for the rest of the year for Star Wars. Um, but when it comes to you know the singles tournament and the teams tournament, um, all of that's going on. So if you have any interest in the Schmodown and anything I talked about sounded interesting to you, I definitely encourage you to catch it up and get uh, catch uh, catch up with that because there's there's a lot to catch up on. <laughs> God, absolutely. Well, there's gonna be. More content than we can ever want, but we're going to catch up with it as much as we can. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We love to have you here. You're welcome back anytime. And everyone, seriously, put that force trust in your ears. Get your week better. And my friends, on that note, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're already supporting us over on Patreon, head over to Discord and join the Aftermath After Show video channel right now. Hang out with us with the After Party. $5 patrons get to listen. $10 patrons get to join in on the chat. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Drew Ibarondo, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of everything we do here. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. Laura, is that shut up, Laura? Alice, is that Slay All Day? And at Forstros Pod, at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Wes, our producer and community manager. Thanks to Corey, Charles, Wes, and Laura for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. 
Until next time, may the force be with you.